Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Geek Vibes Nation to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. Uh, we have a very special guest with Avengers Endgame this week and before the big film debuts this Friday. Uh, our special guest, excuse me, uh, Jim Starlin is a legendary American comics artist and writer beginning his career in the early 1970s. He is best known for space opera stories like Infinity Gauntlet Saga and creating beloved Marvel characters like Thanos, Drax, Drax the Destroyer, Gamora, and Shang-Chi. Let's see if we can get them on the line. Hello. This must be... Hey, um, pretty good. This must be Kanan. This Jawan, uh, owner of Geek Vibes Nation. Oh, okay. Yes, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, flying this morning, actually, after the premiere. <laughs> yes, I did see that the premiere was last night. It looks so much fun. Uh, everyone who's someone was <laughs> at that premiere last night. Um, so I can imagine it's so much fun. I think they had an audience of 20,000. That's what they say in the convention center seating uh, auditorium is supposed to hold, and they certainly looked like it last night. So yeah, it, it was I, packed. I, it was chaos. <laughs> I I bet, and for for great reason. I mean, this is the culmination of what has it been ten to eleven years now? Uh, I think almost twenty something films. Uh, this is exactly what we've been waiting for. The moment we've been waiting for since that tease at the end of um, Avengers. Uh, and actually, that's where I wanted to to start with you. Um, was because I remember being in the theater. I, I actually didn't get to see it Thursday night. I had to see it Friday morning with, with a cousin of mine. And when you got to that end credit scene and you slowly, like you, you heard him talking about, you know, uh, you know, to wage war on them, to court them, with to, to mean death. Um, and then you see Thanos kind of turn around and grin. That I know to all the Marvel fans was the beginning of something we thought was truly special. Um, how was it for you seeing that, um, bringing your character to life and knowing that this arc wasn't just going to be for one movie? This was going to spread across what has now been, um, I guess since then, what, uh, seven or eight years? Somewhere along that line. I, I'd have to look back to see what year the Avengers came out, but uh... – uh, my experience was I had found out that he was going to be in it only about two days before. I wasn't working with Marvel at that point, and nobody you know, informed me that this was going to happen. So I went off to a midnight showing, and uh, behind me there was a comic book fan and a, and a cartoon fan who talked throughout the movie, which was okay because it was that kind of a movie. But when the final scene comes rolling in during the credits, the comic book fan suddenly goes, Thanos. And the cartoon fan went, 
who's Thanos? <laughs> so, so I figured the surrealism started at that point and has been going uh, full steam ever since. Absolutely. And it, it was funny because I remember I kept saying to myself, um, the person who was orchestrating all this, um, has to be Kang. Like, I thought Kang the Destroyer. I thought that's where they were going. So when I saw Thanos turn around, um, I was just like, no, 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 no. There's no way they're about to give us, like, a Thanos arc. Um, and then, of course, we know the next Avengers film was Ultron, and then we got the actual Thanos putting on the Infinity Gauntlet um, as the end credit scene. It's just, it's it's been to me as a fan, I can't imagine you as, as, as the creator, but to me as a fan, the journey we've seen, uh, not even of the heroes, just the small journey we've seen of Thanos uh, up to this point has just been, like, amazing. It's been so much fun. And the biggest question I wanted to ask you is, I know a lot of, you know, with us being a media company and doing podcasts and stuff, we hear a lot of people talk all the time. One of the biggest things people felt about Thanos coming out of the movie not the comics, but the movie, um, was that he seemed sympathetic. Um, and I know to a lot of people, they weren't really expecting that angle. But to me, I, I, I understood it mainly because think of the greatest villain in movie history. Everyone thinks it's Vader. Vader very much was a sympathetic character once you, once you found out he used to be Anakin and then the road he went down to becoming Vader. Um, so you as a creator, how did you see Infinity War? Did you see it as him being a sympathetic character, or do you still feel as though Thanos is that, um, I don't want to say like uh, maniacal kind of guy, but that guy who, who's willing to do whatever he needs to do to achieve his test? Well, he is the guy who was willing to do anything to get what he wants. Uh, but at the same time, in the comics, uh, there were, he had his sympathetic moments. His relationship with Gamora uh, uh, in the movies is straight out of the comics. Uh, they he he had, he picked her up and uh, and uh, raised her after wiping out her people. Uh, and later on in the comics, uh, we did a story where while she was growing up, she is attacked while they're visiting another planet, and he has to put her back together. Uh, so, uh, you know, that part of his sympathetic nature was out there and, you know, he was never always just the bad guy in the comics, uh, as often as not, he's the savior of the universe as he has been uh, a menace to it. So, uh, no, but I, I thought that was right in keeping with the comics actually. Right. I mean, I, I completely understood, it, uh, understood it the entire way. Um, you have, and usually that's how villains work. The good guy is someone who does what he thinks is right for the betterment um, of the world. And sometimes you have a villain who thinks he's doing uh, what's best for the universe or his people or whatever going forward. So to me, you were just tasked with what seemed to be the same exact thing. You had Thanos who thought, um, I know what I went through. Um, and I know how overpopulation and stuff like that could be dangerous. I just want to cut it in half. Just cut it in half, and we're good. Like, it wasn't like Thanos was like, I'm going to land on Earth, kill every living being. Like, no, he just wanted to balance things. Um, so he thought that was right. So I didn't see it as like, oh, like, you know, I want to go hug Thanos. No, of course. Like, he's supposed to be the bad guy. But I did see it from a sense of uh, the same way they were able to, to create Killmonger for Black Panther to where it was like 
you could see where he was coming from. He was just going about it, of course, by murdering people. So that's like the worst way to go about it. But you could understand what he was trying to say. It wasn't the typical bad guy who lands on Earth and just wants to kill everyone. So I thought that was well, a con- great way to take Thanos. Yeah, well, contradiction is a major factor in producing a believable character. You know, we're all multifaceted. And uh, sometimes our motivations uh, get us to work against our own self-interest or work against what people would think we are. So right. that was always something I worked on with him. When I first met uh, Jack Kirby, he told me that the Hulk was stupidity personified. The harder you beat on it, the stronger it becomes. And so when I created Thanos with that in mind, I thought to myself, what is Thanos? And Thanos is uh, unquenchable desire that can never be uh, satisfied. Right. And as often I think as he's going I think what I love the most about Thanos um, and what you've been able to create with the character is um, I like Thanos to me, like hearing people talk about him has always been someone that his power relied on the gauntlet and through your comics and uh, obviously in infinity war, I think it's been made perfectly clear that Thanos could beat Hulk without his gauntlet. Um, He is truly (laughs) powerful, right? He is truly powerful. So the, the thing I love about Thanos is you have a villain who uses something he doesn't necessarily need, um, and, and that's what just makes him so much cooler. Like, Vader could, like, kill people by just using, like, force choke. He doesn't need a lightsaber, but the lightsaber makes him even cooler. Um, and that's what I think you were able to achieve with Thanos, someone who, to achieve his ultimate goal, needed it. But he didn't need the gauntlet to beat up the Avengers. He just needed it to achieve the ultimate goal of wiping half, um, you know, uh, of the population to, to, to balance it. And I just, I, I, I love that. And I love the dynamic of Infinity War starting with um, Thanos taking down the biggest, strongest Avengers um, just to kind of show the fan base who maybe never read a comic or maybe didn't really follow the storyline. Like, it was to show you this guy is the real deal. Like, look what he just did to Hulk. Uh, with, like, basic fighting techniques. Like, he didn't use his gauntlet at all. Look what he did to Thor. He didn't have to use his gauntlet at all. So how was it for you to see that and and to see him being properly represented in the sense of he's strong without the gauntlet? Uh, Throw the two pieces. And uh, if you like that, you're going to love the new movie. Oh, Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) I cannot wait. We are just a few days out. Um, this is going to be just, I I can't even put words around it. Um, I I don't even look at it from a standpoint of, of course, this movie probably is going to break all kind of records, um, box office wise. I'm looking at it from a sense of like how I'm going to feel leaving this. Like I remember the, the coolest part about watching Infinity War. In awe. In In awe. awe. That's how you're going to feel. Oh, yeah, and in all, and uh, very satisfied. I mean, it's got such nice twists in it, unexpected. And, uh, you know, I, I was informed on a lot of the plot by the writers when I went down to the set here last year. And, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, we didn't get everything in there in our conversations. And so <laughs> there were things that popped in that, I mean, it's three hours and it's packed. It's dense. Uh, it's, you know, it's... They jam a lot of stuff in there, and it is spectacular and emotional the way to do it. 
Well, with you saying that, you know, of course we know that, that, that it's three hours, but with you saying that, I did want to ask you, does it at all feel like it's three hours? Because um, my biggest issue with The Dark Knight that felt like it was borderline three hours is that, like, now when I go back and watch the DVD, I look at it and I'm like, there's like a handful of, like, there's at least 25 to 30 minutes you could have cut from this movie that just wasn't needed. Um, does, in, does Endgame feel like three hours, or does it just feel like, wait, I thought I just sat down like 10 minutes ago. Like, are you telling me it's over already? Uh, my wife thought the, the battle scene at the end was a little bit long, you know, the final battle scene, but uh, I, I didn't feel it myself because there's so much going on, and uh, you just, you're you're completely engrossed uh, trying how do we say this without spoiling something? Uh, (laughs) Identifying and seeing and recognizing what you're seeing going on. You're so engrossed with doing that, that even if this last last battle is a little long, (laughs) I was engaged throughout it. And I think most comic book fans are not going to find this movie long at all. Uh, You know, you don't want to drink anything beforehand. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. You know, uh, I actually ran into both the directors in the bathroom just before the show. Uh, and so uh, everyone was, you know, preparing and prepping for the three-hour sit. But, uh, no, it, it went very fast. Uh, I, I didn't feel like uh, it, it dragged at all, you know. Um, they actually, uh, from what I understand, they cut it. They, their original cut was two and a half hours, and they had left so much stuff on the floor that they thought was really needed that they put the half hour back into it. And uh, uh, the studios had no problem with that. And studios hate movies this long. You know, they just it is packed, and everything in there I think is essential. I mean, it's twenty-one movies they're uh, winding down here. And uh, they do a terrific job. People are going to be blown away on how things wrap up in this movie. Last question I want to ask you about Endgame, because I don't want to ask too many questions, and then you're like, I want to tell you, but I can't because it'll spoil it. So I don't want to ask you too many Endgame questions. This will be my last Endgame question. Um, okay. You as a creator and a writer, what, leaving this movie, what stood out to you more? The action sequences? Because I can only imagine there must be like a crap load or the story, what would you say was the strongest coming out of this movie? The interpersonal relationships in the story are the strongest thing. I mean, the the action is spectacular. I mean, you expect it to be such, and they go beyond the pale on this, but it really is a movie about people. And uh, they've created a handful of very believable characters that – we've come to care for over the last 10 years and uh, you know, what happens with them in this story uh, is at uh, some points hilarious. Uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, Chris Helmsworth steals the show. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you, you can imagine, you can imagine in a million years. I'll tell you that right now. He is terrific in this. And, uh, and, you know, other characters, there are some heartbreaking moments there. Uh, and, you know, I mean, all in all, the, the thing is a very emotional roller coaster throughout. 
I, you were getting me even more hyped for this movie than I thought I was like 25 minutes ago. Um, and I appreciate Yeah, and that I've been real so careful much. about not spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> the Chris Helmsworth thing is, is the closest thing to a spoiler I've given you so far. Right. No, but what I love, what I love about the, you know, your excitement about it is you're saying very little. But, like, it, 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 that very little means so much. But none of it's spoilery. Like, I, I still have no idea what I'm about to walk into. Um, but you just, like, the excitement meter that was at, like, a 95, like, you're, you're fueling it to, like, 150 right now. Um, mainly because I thought Thor was a standout in Infinity War. So if he's even more of a standout in this, it's going to blow my mind. Um, uh, to get off yeah. the game before... Before we get into spoilery territory, I did want to ask you, you did, um, you did uh, work on uh, Age of Ultron, right? Uh, no, no, just went to the premiere on that one. Um, oh, I, I, I thought you had a writing credit for Age of Ultron. No, 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 they gave me uh, a special thanks in the Infinity War. Um, and I think in Ultron, I may have had credit for Thanos in that, but no, uh, uh, that was just Got at you. the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been what it was. The uh, the credit for that must have been what I was thinking. Um, there is a character that I definitely wanted to talk to you about. Um, that uh, me and my my friend Joel, who <clears throat> co-run uh, Geek Labs Nation, were extremely excited about was Shang Chi. Um, and we were mainly excited about this character because of the door it opened, um, and the idea of you giving a character um, who I don't think anyone I, I think his character along with the guardians are like such deep cuts. Um, and that's why I think as, as a writer for, for these movies, there's so much freedom um, to kind of go between the comics, uh, the actual source material, and then actually just creating something um, of your own because it's such a deep cut. Like I remember when the news came out that they were doing a film about this character, like it wasn't received as, as like as much, I don't want to say as well, but as much as I was hoping that it would. Like, I was like, how are people not going insane? Like, this is Bruce Lee, but in superhero form. Um, and, like, no one's going crazy about this like I am. How excited were you when you heard the news that this was um, this was going to actually become a movie in the MCU? Um, I've been hearing that for years. I don't know, is it actually beginning to happen now? Or I, I, I may be out of date on this. Yeah, Kevin Feige um, was actually talking about it not too long ago and saying how it would be a part of the next phase. Like, um, Far From Home is the end of this phase three, and then phase four would be the Eternals, Shang-Chi, um, and then whatever else. He didn't reveal anything outside of those two movies for the next phase, the Eternals and, and Shang-Chi. Um, but, yeah, he did say that those two movies were going to be uh, to be happening. Okay, I, I obviously missed that somewhere along the line, and that's terrific news, yes. Uh, <laughs> it means uh, Steve Englehart and I get to go to another premiere together. <laughs> he was at this one here. Uh, but, uh, no, that's uh, – I always liked Shang-Chi. Uh, he was a very strange character, his origin. Uh, Steve Englehart and I were – both fans of the TV show uh, Kung Fu when it was out in the 70s. And uh, we originally approached DC to do a uh, comic book adaptation of the TV show because it was a Warner Brothers thing, but they didn't want to hear about it. So we went over to Marvel 
And uh, Roy Thomas liked the idea. And then um, I guess it was Stan or Roy had bought the rights to Fu Manchu, uh, which I had never read at the time and uh, had no idea what a racist character <laughs> story, the racist <laughs> books they were. Uh, so we grafted them on. And as we were doing uh, character and costume design, uh, when we got to the faces, Stan only liked the face that, uh, the Asian face that I had on um, the costume designs. Uh, he didn't like any of the actual Asian faces, which probably had a lot to do with uh, my drawing talents at that time. But so that's how we ended up uh, making him half cast, half Asian, you know, Eurasian. Um, no, I always thought he was a fascinating character. Uh, I would be, uh, I, I can't wait to see what they decide to do with him because Marvel has always done uh, something above and beyond the board on when they're doing these adaptations. Uh, I, I don't see it just being another Bruce Lee movie when it comes out. It it probably have a lot more uh, depth to it than what we had in the comic books. Yeah, I, I the, the thing that excites me the most is that uh, one thing I think Marvel does better than anything is casting. Um, I, I remember Chris Evans to me was someone that I just I, I couldn't really fathom as Captain America, and now I can't ever see anyone else as Captain America. Um, Josh Brolin for, for Thanos, um, like they they do such a great job with casting. So to see what they could possibly do for this character casting wise. Um, I, I, I can't wait. Like, I, I'm getting excited thinking about it and thinking about what they could do with this movie and then how you can incorporate these, these new characters into the Avengers going forward. Um, it, it, it's a lot to, to look forward to. I did want to ask you one last question before I leave you. I don't want to keep you too long. No, you must be tired from last night. Um, I did want to ask you one scene in Infinity War um, that struck me more than any other scene in that movie was um, Thanos uh, sacrificing Gamora. Um, I wanted to ask you, as a creator of, of Thanos, do you think if he had to do all this over again, like find find all the gems, do all this over again, do you, do you think he would sacrifice Gamora again, even knowing that, um, you know, you have to to complete this task to get this stone, do you think it would be a decision that if he thought about it again, like had to actually think about it, he would do it again? Yes. Mm. And uh, I, I, I'd say that yes on both the Marvel Universe and uh, the uh, Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Mm. I, I can say that, that with pretty, pretty definite, uh, and you'll see why when you see the movie. <laughs> Oh, perfect, perfect. Because that seems to me it it hurt. It hurt as much as, and I know this this isn't an exact um, uh, comparison, but it hurt me as much as it did seeing Mufasa. I mean, seeing Scar let go of Mufasa, um, in in The Lion King. Like it just it was one of those things that it was just like, oh no, don't do that. Um, and then I was amazed at like that Marvel was going there. Um, I mean, we we know that Marvel. Um, hasn't been that in your face on on stuff uh, like that. So to see him grab her and then just like fling her, um, and then you see like her body on the ground. I was just like, wow, they actually did that, um, and he actually did that. Like that that really just 
I didn't know where to, to to go from there, especially thinking of this character and thinking of how she wasn't necessarily affected by the snaps. So like, where do you go with Gamora? But I guess I'll find that out in Endgame. Uh, <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> Thursday night can't come. Thursday night can't come quick enough. Um, but I want to thank you so much for joining me um, and for talking and speaking out with me. Um, I can't wait to talk to you again after Endgame, um, so we can complete this. This, this cycle of, of conversation and I can ask you more questions uh, about um, got my Thanos and just the story going forward. I can't wait. I'll definitely be in touch with you once I've seen it and, dig- and digested it. Um, like, I, I want to see it twice first. Um, and then I would definitely... Yeah, I've got to go for at least two or three myself <laughs> before I can really... I have to have lunch with the directors and the, and the writers this afternoon, and I am the same boat that I was last time in the fact that I am so blown away by this movie that I'm not going to sure what I can say to him when I see him, if I'll even be <laughs> articulate. <laughs> no, that you definitely have a, a fun task ahead of you. Um, but it, it, these movies to me, uh, especially the Avengers movies, they're, they're not something you could see once and just go, yeah, this was great. All right, let me go talk about it. Like, no, you have to see it maybe two or three times. So once I get a good viewing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I'll definitely be in touch to um, to set this this conversation up so we could talk more about Endgame. Okay. You Perfect. take care in the meantime, so then. All you right. too. Hey, bye.